Welcome into a new installment in our Catching Up With series. My name is Adam Munster-Tiger. I'm the publisher of BuffStampede.com on the Yahoo Sports Rivals.com network. I'm joined by Ben Kelly, who was an All-Big 12 selection all three seasons. He was with the Buffaloes from 1997 to 1999. Ben, how is life treating you these days? Good. I can't complain. I've, uh, I've done a lot of the things I set out to do, and uh, I have no complaints. Now you're back in, in Ohio living now? Uh, part of the time. I'm all, I spend a lot of my time in Boston, though. Okay. Being in Boston, in Ohio, how close of an eye are you able to keep on, on the bus nowadays? Um, during the season, I keep up quite a bit. I mean, I, it's been hard the last year. <laughs> yeah. The last few years has been a little hard, but, um, no, I, I mean, I keep up with them. I'm always checking out, seeing, you know, seeing what they, uh, seeing what they got. Like, the, the, the whole program is, you know, went through a lot of transition, a lot of changes since I was there. Um, I went out there a couple of years ago for the uh, Bus for Life event, a uh, long night thing. And so, I mean, I keep up. I root for them. I, you know, I'm pulling for them. I'm hoping that we turn things around out there. What are your impressions of the program, you know, as it goes into each year? You're number three under Mike McIntyre. I mean, it's, it's been disappointing, obviously. I mean, it's, I mean, haven't been to a bowl game in a while. Haven't been competitive in line. It's a lot of blowouts, um, so that's not good. But the, college football is all about recruiting. You have to be able to recruit. And I mean, you can coach as well as you can. I mean, everybody can draw up X's and O's all that, but you, you need guys to be able to recruit. And uh, you need athletes. You need players. Jimmy's and Joe's, they say. You know what I'm saying? It's about the Jimmy and Joe's, not the X's and O's. <laughs> Just going back to the, the beginning for you growing up in Ohio, what age did you start playing football? I'm sorry, seven. Seven years old. Okay. Were you, from the first time you started playing football, were you always faster than your peers, or is that something that developed over time? Yeah, that was always my thing. I was always one of the smaller guys, so. In football, if you're small, you better be fast. So that's uh, that's something that I was just born with, and I was able to outrun most of the people I played with. What's uh, your best memory when you think back to your, your prep career at, at Mentor Lake Catholic? Is there any moments that really kind of stood out about your time there? Um, well, I had, a, I had went to three different high schools. So uh, at Lake Catholic, I finished up there. It was um, it was a program that was, you know, pretty well established. It was my head coach, his name was John Gibbons, who's in the high school coaches Hall of Fame and all that. So getting with him and getting that's when it first got serious for me because he instilled a lot in me as far as what it took to just become a not not just a football player but also just a, as a growing up process just a maturing process and realizing that I could uh, reach a lot of my goals and dreams I, I got a lot of that from him and it, it allowed me to mature quite a bit 
Got a fan question from Bups Jones. He, he said, uh, I would love to hear about your recruiting process, who your lead recruiter from CU was, what other schools were interested. And if you hadn't picked CU, he wanted to know what your second choice would have been. Um, my recruiting process was pretty not existent for a while. I mean, I, I, like I said, I went to three different high schools, so I wasn't like one of these guys who are – I don't even think we had all these publications back when I was in school as far as all the high school rating systems and all that. I went to a football camp at the University of Michigan the summer between my junior and senior year. And back in that, at that time, that was uh, one of the biggest camps in America as far as a lot of um, college recruiters there and things like that. So I went to that camp, and I performed well. And that was when I first started getting recruited. I, I met a lot of coaches there. I met a lot of, uh, you know, recruiting coordinators from different schools. Um, so at that point, that's when I first started getting recruited. Uh, before then, I, I had – I was jumping around so much. We moved a lot as my family uh, was all over the place. So um, after that camp, I started getting a lot of letters. I got a lot of phone calls from coaches, recruiting coordinators, position coaches, things like that. Um, I initially got in touch with uh, – who got in touch with me? Coach Neuheisel. After, you know, soon after that camp, I also got in touch with uh, – I, I was going back and forth with uh, Bobby Houck, who was uh, the CU – recruiting coordinator, special teams coach back at that time. So those two I was pretty much talking to every week at that point. Was there a, you know, a backup school? If, if you hadn't ended up at Colorado, another school you think you might have ended up at? Not really. I, I, <laughs> it's not funny when I, you know, when I say that, but, I mean, I had – yeah, I mean, I went. I've been visited a few schools. I went to Syracuse, and I went to a lot of schools around Ohio, a lot of MAC schools, Eastern Michigan. I went out to uh, like Akron, Central Michigan, things like that. But okay. um, when I went to CU, um, when I went on my visit to CU, I was, um, and they offered me a scholarship and everything. My father was out there with me. We talked about it for probably know, five minutes, and coming from Cleveland, Ohio, I'm not sure if you've ever been there before, but the differences between Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, Denver and Boulder, Colorado, are like night and day. So you get a kid from Cleveland, fly him into uh, Denver, drive up to Boulder. You're just seeing that the scenery you're looking at just on the drive, man. It just kind of blows you away, and I knew on the way from the airport to campus that that was uh, something that <laughs> is where I want to be. Good stuff. Uh, your 1,798 kickoff return yards in three seasons are still 448 more than any other player in CU history. There's a fan question from Shy Buff. He wanted to know, what is it like feeling a kick at Folsom Field with the entire crowd holding the number one up? That was awesome. I, I, the uh, returns were kickoff and punt returns. Those were both just – that was something I really enjoyed. I really got a – I got a I got a high off of that. I thought that was 
that was amazing. Just you're the only one back there. You know the ball's coming to you. Everybody's anticipating your next move. Um, that was I love that part of the game. I, I love actually like playing, being a kick return, punt returner. That was my most favorite thing to do out of everything I did playing ball. You you were also a first team all conference selection as a cornerback and currently ranks seventh all time at CU with eleven interceptions and ranks third with thirty four pass deflections. So you do, you don't feel like your ability as a returner overshadowed what you did as a defensive back? Were were you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, as a as a defensive back as a cornerback, I, I mean, I get that. I worked at it. I tried hard at it. I, I I you know I put in the time in the off season and all that kind of stuff. But as a returner, that was something that just was just natural. It was uh, I was naturally a better ball carrier than I was a defender. Um, it just came more natural to me. I had to work a lot harder as a defensive back. I had to develop. I had to grow as that. So um, I was proud of what I was able to accomplish as a defensive back. But yeah, I truly, I mean, the love I had for the game was as a ball carrier. You know, I, I wish I could have got more opportunities carrying the ball on the offensive side. But um, so when I got an opportunity to return, that was like my that was my love, that was my joy, that's what I wanted to do, that's what I excelled at, and I, I thought I could do that better than anybody else. Got another fan question from OC Buff Freak. He said, "I'll always remember two Ben Kelly plays the most." He said, "Number one, returning a pooch punt from Utah State on third down to the end zone, and number two, returning a kickoff late against Wyoming." He was wondering if you could break down those plays, and in particular, what was your your mindset going into the the Wyoming return? I believe that Wyoming game. Well, I think that was a. Uh... What happened was Wyoming, what they did, they did a lot of um, punting. They didn't bring their special teams out there. They just get in a shotgun formation, and their quarterback would just kind of punt it. You know, and it would kind of – what we saw on film the previous weeks was they were just trying to catch it, you know, catch you off guard. So you weren't able to set up a return. And um, they were doing that on film to their, their previous game, so – what we did is we kind of left our defense out there just in case, and then I would just run back there as a uh, to catch their pooch kick if that's what they were going to do. And the opportunity was awesome just because they had their offense on the field. And nobody in offense can really tackle. They're not used to covering kicks. So you had you know, a bunch of offensive linemen out there. You had a quarterback out there. You had some receivers and running backs who aren't, you know, accustomed to tackling and cover kicks. So we figured if we can get at least get the ball, we could probably make a great play. So that was a um I mean that was scouting, that was coaching, that was something that we just had in our back pocket in case they tried to do it again, which they did. So the Wyoming game, that was more of a um we got down Unfortunately, we got down late in the game. We had set up a couple different. We had a couple different return schemes, and um, we had an opportunity to use a, a little different return than our, you know, our standard. And we just happened to get a great kick. It was right where we, uh, you know, where we had practiced. 
it was, and that's very rare in special teams where you get an actual, you get a kick that's the right depth, that's the right distance. Everybody get up, set up their blocks right on time, and everything just worked out well. They kicked the ball right where we wanted them to. They, our blocks were all set up, and you know everybody was, you know, being that point in the game, everybody was locked in, knowing we needed a big play, and. Everybody executed. So for me, I don't think they had a touchdown in return. So everybody was right on point as far as getting their uh, box in and doing whatever extra they needed to do to get us back in the game. What was your most memorable moment playing playing football at CU? Is there one moment that kind of stands above the rest when you think back to your your time in Boulder? Uh, my time in Boulder, I was um, mostly. The things you miss when you're not there, and I know you hear a lot of athletes say that, but it's the it's not any particular game, any particular play. It's just the uh, camaraderie you have with with your teammates. You never have that in life ever. I went out and played in the NFL, and you don't have that same camaraderie. You're in a you're in a bubble in college. You're in a bubble. Everybody's between 18 and 22. The whole campus, basically, not just your team, but and you're in your own little world. So everybody's kind of in a similar situation. Everybody's out, you know, trying to grow up. Everybody's trying to be grown. Everybody's out at home for their first time, uh, with you know, without their parents or guardians and any kind of supervision. You're just kind of you're just growing with a whole bunch of guys from different backgrounds, different states, different cities, and you just form a bond that um, even now today, you know, a lot of guys I played with in college and other students too, not just, you know, teammates, but a lot of, just a lot of my, my peers are still great friends of mine today who I can call up, who they call me, we, you know, we meet up, we, you know, we reminisce about that. We very rarely talk about specific games, plays, things like that. It's all about, you know, the camaraderie we built up. I got another fan question from Shy Buff. He said, most fans still contend that the missed field goal at the end of the 1999 Nebraska game was good. What did the locker room think? Do you you think, remember back to to that uh, game in, in play in particular? <laughs> well, I mean, we, uh, I, don't, I don't think we, in the locker room, we didn't think it was uh, something to debate, I guess. I, I mean, they called it no good, and um, it was no good to us. We didn't debate whether it really went through or not. I honestly, to this day, I have not even, I haven't seen a replay of that kick, so I'm not sure if it was you know, I, I have no knowledge if it really went through or not, but I know they called it, a, you know, no good, so. Okay, okay. Uh, fan question from C. Badeau. He said, asks, uh, in retrospect, would you have left early again? Would you have uh, changed anything about your time in Boulder? Um, would I change anything about whether I was going to leave earlier or not. He, uh, it was kind of a two-part question. One was, uh, in retrospect, would you have left early again? And then the other was just kind of open-ended, if there's anything you would have done differently during your time in Boulder? Well, I mean, yeah, I left early. I, I mean, I, 
you know what? I I was there four years. I mean, I, I registered my first year, so I, I was there four years. I I have another year of eligibility left. Um, they, the program was going through a lot of transition at the time. Um, like I said, I was brought in by um, Ricky Lyons and his staff. They left prior to my last year. We had, uh, you know, Gary Barnett, who was an awesome coach as well. And it was just, I just felt it was my time to go. I'd accomplished, you know, most of the things I wanted to. And um, I wanted to challenge myself even more. So I don't really regret that. I, I don't I don't feel I left anything behind. I didn't leave myself. Okay. So uh, I you- had to collect the time. I wouldn't do anything different. You were uh, selected by the Miami Dolphins in the third round of the 2000 NFL draft, and then uh, you transitioned over to to the New England Patriots, I believe, midway through the 2001 season. Uh, obviously, you were you're placed on injured reserve before the playoffs in 2001. But what was it like being part of the organization? You know, when the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Oh, it was an awesome experience. It was the NFL is a lot different than college, though. Now, the, it was an awesome experience. It was great. You know, every young kid playing ball, they want to get to that ultimate level of getting to a um, Super Bowl and winning it. So being a part of that organization, which is now, you know, that was the first Super Bowl we won. Now, back at that time, the New England Patriots weren't the New England Patriots we know now. So, it was a just to help see how that foundation was laid, just to see how Coach Belichick and his staff kind of ran the organization, just to see how they, you know, just how they built, you know, what is now, you know, most people consider one of the best franchises in, you know, all sports. It was awesome to be a part of that because you got to experience so, with so many great players, so many great coaches, you know, a lot of coaching staff. On that coaching staff, we had guys like Charlie Weiss, who, you know, was a great – he was the offense coordinator. Eric Mangini, who became head coach. Romeo Cornell became head coach. Rob Ryan became a defense coordinator. We had Josh McDaniels was a an offensive assistant. So just on that staff, we had you know, about like six or seven potential head coaches uh, pretty prominent programs and college and uh, NFL teams. So just be around all that knowledge all at once, be around all that. That was like things you would come up with. You know, I've been playing for years. There's things you would learn that you never even thought of. You uh, later had an opportunity to play in both the Arena Football League and the Canadian Football League. How did you approach your transition out of football? When I was done with the, uh, are you speaking about when I was done with, uh, when I was done all together? Yeah, like when you when you realize, hey, I'm going to hang it up. Uh, how did you kind of uh, you know approach your transition out, out of football? Did was there something else you wanted to get involved with, or, or were you looking to be able to kind of take some time off and enjoy life for a little bit? No, well, once I got uh, once I started experiencing injuries, and I started experiencing injuries early on, I had a, a knee injury early on my rookie year. 
And then everything snowballed. Like every time I, you know, I'd come back second year, I'd have another injury, third year, I'd have another injury. So once I started dealing with injuries, which was very foreign to me because I had never missed, you know, a bunch of practice prior to that all through high school and college, I started spending a lot more time with the uh, training staff instead of the coaching staff, if that makes sense. So I realized that I wasn't going to, I mean, this is not a lifelong type of career, <laughs> Just because of the, uh, you know, it's physically you're, you just aren't able to do it for very long. So I was in, you know, I was involved in like a lot of other things. I started getting, you know, when you're injured in the NFL, you, you're not really a part of the team. You you go in early in the morning, you get your treatments, you get your physical therapy and all that, but then you're done. Like you, there's no chance of you playing. You're an injured reserve. Like you are out for the year. So. Once, um, so you got to find things to do. So I started getting involved in different things, business um, endeavors. Uh, I got involved a lot with network marketing, which I enjoyed. Um, so I started just dabbling around and just finding what, you know, and mainly I started looking around because I was trying to pass time. It was, if you don't do anything, if you're injured, if you've been an injury, you're you're doing treatment, you're doing physical therapy, and you're done by eight in the morning every day. So if you don't find something to do or something to you know take up your time, you're going to be I don't know what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're now recently you recently helped out with the Bayshore Education Center football camp down in Florida. How often are you involved with camps? Or are you still involved with football in some other ways? Yeah, I do quite a few camps. I, you know, um, I linked up with uh, it's a uh, called Gridiron Gang, and what we do is uh, it's just a bunch of football camps for it's for kids, you know, from um, seven years old all the way up through all the way through high school. We put on camps for kids who you know otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to go to them. All over the country, there's uh, we did some in Michigan, Ohio, we're down in Florida a couple weeks ago. And um, I do that with a few of my, you know, former teammates from um, from Miami, a guy named Damian Gregory who came in with me in Miami my first year. He was a good friend of mine. And I, I love doing that. I love doing that. I um, actually got involved in coaching a women's football league last year in the uh, – Legends Football League, which is formerly Lingerie Football League. So I coached the uh, franchise, the uh, head coach of the, uh, it was called the Toledo Crush last season. And so they're going to be around the game a little bit. So it's a little different. It's, you know, football's what I can do today. So let's go around the game a little bit. I have an 11-year-old son now. He's uh, very involved in football in the youth league, so. I'm getting back into it. Um, I can't say it's something that I'm going to do, you know, too much longer. I love working with the kids. I love working with people who like the game. But, I, I, you know, as far as doing that for a career or doing that as a as a job, that's not worth something I'm interested in. Great stuff. And just last question, uh, what does it take to be a good punt returner? Obviously, 
it helps to have the coverage team in front of you. Is there anything, uh, you know, advice you'd give uh, to a young returner that, that could help them maybe uh, in their development uh, as a player? And the most important thing is a, as a returner, whether it's kick or punt, is you got to catch a lot of balls. You got to catch thousands of balls because <laughs> that's honestly the hardest part of being a returner is securing the catch. Once you're confident in catching the ball, not letting it bounce, not letting it, you know, catch it off the – once you're able to catch it and you're confident in catching it, it's, it makes your job so much easier. And guys running at you full speed, it's, I mean, if you're getting tackled by somebody running at you full speed, you should probably not be a return man because it's very hard. I don't know if you've ever run – fast you can at somebody and they make one move, you most likely aren't going to get them. So uh, the the biggest tip I would give any young return guy or a potential return guy, you have to catch balls like ad nauseum. You have to do that just relentlessly all summer. Grab. I used to grab uh, you know, our punter with Nick Peach back in the day. I used to drag him out all the time. Me and him, it would just be me and him on an open field just punt after punt after punt after punt after punt. He would just kick to me, kick to me, kick to me. And it was helping him, too, because he was working on his punting as well. So um, you have to be able to catch the ball and be comfortable catching the ball and catch it smoothly. And once you get the ball in your hands, I mean, you know, those kind of those are like offensive plays. It's, every play is different. So as long as you're comfortable catching the ball and can secure the catch and not turn the ball over, you you kind of that's your freestyle moment. That's your that's your time to do what you do, and every play is different. It's but catching the ball, you 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 got to do it. And like like I said, I would catch thousands of balls over summer. I'd have punters out there, kickers out there, judge machines, everything. So I would catch a whole bunch of balls all summer, all after practice, before practice. So that's the the main thing. There's a lot of guys out there who can't catch punts. I mean, you see a lot of kick returners who are awesome kick returners, and you wonder why they can't, why they're not punt returners as well. They probably can't catch a punt. (laughs) Yeah, uh, excellent. Uh, Well, Ben, it was great to catch up with you. Uh, Really appreciate you uh, taking the time out. Thanks so much for, for talking with us. No problem, buddy. Anytime.